Hello and welcome to this edition of Parking Thought, the YouTube channel and podcast where I take my thoughts out for a drive and when I park I get to share them with you. So in this particular edition I wanted to talk a little bit about a subject that I end up uh, discussing a lot at work. Um, one of the things that I, I tend to do both in my work and my personal life is to help people move to be, uh, best communication practices, right? I love um, communicating and studying it and how it works and how it functions. And so and so one of the, uh, the things we end up looking at a lot is email. Um, and, you know, people have built their workflow around email for the last 25, 30 years. And it's the sort of thing where um, I, I get to explain to them that email was designed by accident. In fact, probably better to say it wasn't designed. It happened by accident. Email uh, came out of a need for one person in a terminal to share a message with somebody else who was going to use the terminal a few hours later. And so it wasn't really designed um, at all. Uh, the next iteration of it or next couple of iterations of it um, as it evolved was to send a message to another terminal, right? Uh, this is back way, way, way when the internet was new. Send a message to another terminal. And so they started having federated uh, networks. And email is a tremendous advantage over previous technologies. And being able to share information across a federated network and have that associated with the user is just simply awesome. Um, as email evolved and it had a subject line and then the other parts of it and a few other things got layered and, and we cannot we cannot ignore the behemoth that is uh, both Gmail and Microsoft Exchange and helping us understand and frame our understanding of email. Remember, when we interact with a system, right, it teaches us as much as we think that we're in charge of it. And so both Outlook and, you know, Gmail have kind of taught people um, how to view those messages that are going back and forth. But as email evolved in those tools, it really started looking a lot like letters. And if you've noticed, email has replaced letters and memos across you know, a lot of um, professional and personal uh, communication channels. But going back to that, you know, what's natural and what's normal? Letters, when you look at them, are not natural and not normal. I mean, if you were to, if you were to have the same conversation you had in a letter in person, it would look and feel so disproportionate, right? It's like, it's like you would shut up and let one person talk exclusively, no feedback whatsoever for five minutes. That's not how conversations go, you know? And so, so email, as good as it is for replacing the tool we had previous to it, for replacing letters, right? Um, it is not really a tool that mimics uh, how we naturally communicate as human beings and how we naturally think as human beings. And so, you know, enter into that realm, you know, um, Slack, Mattermost, Rocket Chat, and now Microsoft Teams. And since we're a Microsoft shop at work, you know, one of the things I've been doing is trying to help us migrate how we communicate. Our culture that's been built around email for the last 25, 30 years is really, really entrenched in helping that culture shift to a more natural form of communication. But it wasn't until this weekend that I realized that, oh my goodness, email was designed, right? But it was designed ad hoc. It wasn't, there was no, hey, I want to fix, e I want to fix a communication problem. It was literally, I mean, the internet was so young. You had an engineer trying to solve a technical problem. He solved that technical problem and it evolved into something that replaced letters. Great, awesome. But that doesn't mean that the user experience and outlook had any designers at all up until recently. Um, and let's be realistic. I probably didn't. 
You know, like Outlook was not designed for a pleasant user experience. And pleasant, right, uh, also translates to efficiency. Uh, it's one of those things that, that I'm still working on trying to articulate better at, at, in my professional environment. But a pleasant work experience is one that is more efficient, the same way that a pleasant factory experience is one that is more efficient, right? Now, you're not always catering to people's, you know, wants and needs, and I want colors and blah, blah, blah. You know, you're not, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that an experience that is elegant, where the user wants to be engaged, and they are engaged, and they're able to work through their workflow effectively, right, that experience will be something that the user consistently re-engages in as opposed to avoiding, which means that they'll do the behavior that you want them to to be more productive. Um, you know, and even SAP has recognized this, right? It's Fiori Design uh, UX is supposed to, you know, help encourage a behavior um, that, or help encourage a behavior that is more productive. But, you know, the methodology for getting there is by having a certain application design that allows the applications to be a more elegant experience. Um, and so those are my thoughts. I, I, I know, like, historically, this might not be 100% accurate. If it's not, I'd love to learn more. I want to learn more um, every day. So if there's something in here that's triggered you and you want to leave a comment, feel free to. At this point, this podcast is popular enough that I'm happy to read the comments. Um, also, go ahead and like and subscribe wherever you happen to find this. And if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, hit that share button. There's somebody out there that you want to say, look at this guy sitting in his car. Isn't he silly? Or, you know, hey, I learned something new today about email. In either case, I'm cool with it. Uh, please feel free to hit the share button. Thank you guys very much for being here. And until the next edition of Parking Thought, I'll sign off. Okay, bye.